welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave a five-star review while you're there. Tis the season to get glammy! I'm nominated for two 2023 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. Once again, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your partner, your mama, and all the angels of the North. And I repeat, tell everyone. Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can support the podcast by donating or buying merch. And as always, follow me on Instagram threads and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theothernow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. An Angel of the North has been crowned. So which three Geordies got it and how? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK5. And here with me to discuss it are two queens who love a crown, Nicole Noskby and Devin of Amped Accessories. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Howdy. Um, When was the last time the two of you saw each other in person? I Was it DragCon in New York City years and years ago? Yeah. I was... I was yeah. Hoopery girl, yeah, something, something like that. I can't remember what year. <laughs> 20, 2019, that would have been like 2019, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, good ah, times, good times. Or the end times. Um, friends, I got some drag news of the week. I get to talk about um, the cast of season 16 is officially here. Yay, more people to talk about. Uh, this time we have a cast of 14. We didn't, we didn't add um twins so we're, we're at a normal number so we can have a normal season any first impressions on the cast um miss nicole i'm impressed i think it's a really diverse cool group mm-hmm. a lot I, of personalities and you may know a, a, a one of them a handful of them i'm starting to feel elderly yeah well yeah. i mean the one you you really know uh, is older than you so don't feel elderly true 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 <laughs> My- miss Safira. <laughs> Um, Devin, <laughs> did you get a chance to see the new girls? Uh, I didn't. Well, I looked, but I'm I'm still stunned that we have another season of Drag Race. That's it's shocking. <laughs> it's never ending. It's never going to end. Never, ever, ever. I already started a whole whole new list of 2024 recaps, and that made my heart break a little bit. But here we are. Here we are. All right, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertaining podcast. We're discussing reality visual characters. This is presented to us, reality production. We are showing the editing of the television show wants to see. We react to what's presented. Yes, the real people. They give them an opportunity to go and tell them and share their craft, but they've also themselves and busy to discuss what's said in the podcast or entertainment to discuss reality of the show. Now, we are finally here at the end of Drag Race UK 5, five seasons in. Before we get into the specifics of the episode, where would you put this season in ranks to the other four? Nicole? Mm. I think it was my favorite yet. Interesting. Okay. I okay. loved this cast. I looked forward to it every week. Yeah. It did it for me. Devin, what about you? I I, I don't know. It's like 
picking a favorite season is like picking your favorite child, which some parents do, but you know, I do. Okay. Um, I, I, Overall, like I like the UK franchise. It's like I've always enjoyed it. And so it's just it's the same, but it's just still different than what we started with, with the US version. So it's just I don't know. I, overall, I just like it. Now, so. as Canadian, do you feel closer to the British franchise or the American franchise? Well, I still don't understand what they say. So okay, that's <laughs> fair, that's fair. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of weird things about it. It went very, very fast, but I feel like that's what my life is at this point where Drag Race just goes really fast because it's never ending podcasting. But I, I, I think it was an interesting season. Everything that I said in my preview about Rue enjoying the two that ended up in the final two made all the sense. And I said, Rue wants someone they can talk to about drag and, and Ginger and Michael Maruli are two people she can actually have a conversation with and, and enjoy herself. Absolutely. They have so that. This made sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's go through this. Didi out. These are your top three. Tamara says it's sad that Didi went home, but she made the top three. She is a finalist. She's so excited. She's going to do a crazy dance in her confessional, get really up close to the personal day camera. And I bet whoever that story producer is really had to take souls every day to calm themselves and having to deal with Tamara Thomas. She's a character. Yes, she is. Devin, are you going to be able to control yourself when you get to meet Tamar Thomas? Despite popular belief, I don't really fangirl over meeting them. It's like it's it's interesting to like physically meet them in person off the screen. But you know, it's like they're they're just people. I don't know. Well, you think it's actually Robin Williams? Well, like I was thinking it that was the case too but i didn't want to say it <laughs> the girls pay homage to dd for being 20 years old ginger found her a little bit annoying at the beginning of the competition but also says that she was extremely annoying when she was 20 years old what say the two of you were you both extremely annoying at 20 years old i'm annoying now <laughs> that that's true i was more well behaved <laughs> when i was 20 that that I checks out i feel like lose. Yeah, I feel like the more years, the older you got, um, the crazier you got. Uh-huh. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, Let yeah it's it. fair. Tomorrow will wipe away Didi's message and tells her she needed a little less shit than her. The final three take a seat and talk about tomorrow's performance, the demon that took over the lip sync. And please note that the bitch has taped her heels to her feet. She was not risking them flying away. Now, Nicole, I know you have done a lot of amazing, crazy shit to make sure your drag stays put. Have you ever taped your heels to your feet? Never have I ever, but I think I would need to dance first before I'd be it. Well, that, that is that is totally fair. I mean, step touching and pointing is really difficult. They're pretty secure on your feet when you're step touching yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Devin? Have you ever had to do that? No, I can't say I've done it. I'm, again, I'm not a huge dancer. Like, if if I can stay on my feet, that alone is an accomplishment. So, Have I you ever had myself... to tape someone's earrings to their ear? That's actually what I recommend versus nail gluing, because nail gluing is harsh. Ooh, there it like, is. There's the professional glue. giving it. That it double-sided tape works wonders just clean your ear off double-sided tape front and back pinch the earring on you should be good to go good to know listeners look at that free advice nicole you're welcome 
Oh, my lobes are just scarred from the nail glue. So I have recently made the switch. I will second that. <laughs> now there's only one thing to discuss. Two words. Vicky Vivacious. She came in so spicy. She really came for Didi. She really had been sitting on that one for weeks. What did you think of the interaction? Was that the time or place for Vicky to unload on Didi? And do you agree with Miss Vicky? Nicole? Uh, she really was just dying to get that off her chest. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily appropriate, but I understand her time was so limited that she had to get her little comments in to get her camera time. But uh, yeah, I didn't quite understand it. I didn't see as a viewer Didi being that obnoxious, but yeah, I wasn't there. Devin, what did you think? Or did you just like the TV? I, I, I don't I don't read too much into it. But again, because I've never been in the filming process of that. So you don't know the tension that they're under or the all the stuff going on in their head. And some the one little tiny trigger could just let everything out. And there's no rhyme and reason to it. Dare I say you let loose? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Time for badge check. Ginger has three badges, as Ginger also has to remind Michael that she too has three badges. And tomorrow, well, she's got one, but she'll get the fucking crown. Ten queens down to three. There will only be one winner, and we will have a confessional from Ginger that she has done the math that it will be her, which is very interesting that this will lead on to this bit of talking about who's going to win. I knew it was coming down to her and Michael. So as we discuss the episode, let's see if there were any other hints or clues along the way that gave us the result that we got. Michael will say that the crown will look gorgeous on her bald head. Um, now that was all well and good. And I still am traumatized by someone who shaved their head in order to get a crown. Are they on this podcast right now? Yes, they are. I did do that, didn't I? Would you ever do it again, Nicole? Uh, absolutely. I felt cute bald. I love that. You, you, you did, you did say that you had a little extra fun, um, with the boys that period of time. Absolutely. It was amazing. Yeah. Devin, if you didn't know, um, the bitch shaved their head for a Trump number. Yeah. Good times. Life gold. Life gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now Tamara says she can smell the wind saying it smells like burnt fanny. What 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 does burnt fanny smell like? Uh, I've never experienced that firsthand, but it sounds uh pretty bitter. Sounds like you should go to a doctor if you have burnt yeah. fanny. Yeah, it's probably like next level swass, probably. Yeah. All right, bring it on, yeah. bitches. They did it. It feels unreal as this is their last day or days in the workroom. Ginger says the fun has increased with the three of them there. She is trying to keep a lid on her emotions, but she's overcome with love for the girl she's with. Michael says the Northeast is going to go off, and tomorrow takes a bit further, saying that there will be statues and holidays. Imagine. Nicole, do you have any statues erected of yourself yet? Not yet, but I went to the Albany Regional Museum yesterday. And I fantasized about seeing a, a drag race costume in a glass case mm -hmm. there one day. So, yes, the I'm, new I'm goal. Here for it. Yeah. Ginger says there will be an orange flavored Newcastle brown ale dedicated to Tamara. Why? I mean, look how orange she looks. Um, has anyone had Newcastle brown ale before? I have not. I don't think I have either, but I've heard of it. I've heard of it. 
The alarm sounds. Let's get the day underway. Rue calls them smooth criminals as they have all stolen their hearts. Time to find out who will steal the spotlight and be sentenced to a year of living fabulously. Uh, w- w- only a year? What happens after their time is done? Do they just go to like Drag of Oblivion? Go away and do All Stars. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> what if they had to only keep the crown and scepter for a year? What if that was the the prize? <laughs> Then it goes back to Devin's jewelry dungeon. <laughs> yeah, like like I need more stuff down here. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, Rue arrives and she's really giving monies on that pajama combo. I don't know what is going on with the stylist in the UK, but they they failed her this last day. If they want to snatch the crown, they have to mop it like it's hot. For the final maxi challenge, they will write and record their own lyrics and star as sexy cat burgers for a music video for Spotlight, the remix. Do you prefer a final music video or a final stage performance when it comes to Drag Race UK? I like a music video. I like having that keepsake that you can go back Mm -hmm. to over the years. Does it make it cleaner compared to like the stage performance that they tend to usually do? I think with the magic of editing, it's amazing. The product you can create, it's so much grander than what you can create just in a live performance personally do you have a preference Devin? well didn't they well like season one of us didn't they do like a music video for the final four and then they edited somebody out they they, they did that. that that was back in the day when they really it, did not care as much yeah way back when so i guess it's like it's it's not new but it's i guess something that they're like we've seen it a few times recently so yeah, yeah, I mean, mostly for the UK version, it's always been like a full stage performance as opposed to the music video, which is why I guess this one felt different. Now, Nicole, you clearly must have written multiple verses should you ever get a phone call. Yes, yes, yes. You you, you uh, have figured out at least three words that rhyme with anoscopy. Oh, of course. Yeah, and it wasn't easy. Okay, uh-uh. I didn't think it would be easy. No. Uh-uh. It's um, like running orange. I, I, listen, I've said it many times in the podcast. You just got to have that in your drag race notebook, that in your journal that you're bringing to the show. You have to have all the rhymes because they're not going to let you go on the computer. And let's no. be real. Most people going on drag race in our generation, we're all dumb. We can't rely on anything but a dictionary or a rhyming dictionary or a thesaurus. So we have it done already. Yep. Preparation, H. Devin, do you write any verses when you listen to Rue songs? Do you ever pretend that you're going to be one of those girlies? No, not really. Like, I guess I'm more so like if a random song comes on the radio or like something I'm listening to, like I'll just dub my own words into it to make it inappropriate. So that's kind of my jam. Like the amount of Christmas songs I have ruined for everybody is amazing. So oh, I love that for you. <laughs> that makes sense. They will learn yeah. all the right and all the right moves with choreographer Claudia Marnetto. And when they're not playing their heist, they will each sit down and spill the tea with Rue and Michelle. And these are going to be good. I can't wait to get to it. Rue will leave them with these words of wisdom. Coats are sh- for shoplifting. And you know what? If Rue isn't on the bit, you know it's a good bit that they're going to try to market for the rest of their lives. Devin, will you be getting the Coats for Shoplifting t-shirt and mug and pin and 
clack fan when you go to DragCon? Coasters, ankle socks with pom poms on them. Yeah, like the whole line. Yeah. That's that's my jam. Yeah. The girls rush to the tables as they are about to be pop stars in the first music video of Drag Race UK. They will listen to the song. They're feeling it. Like they haven't heard it before. Every Spotlight is one of the songs that's been around for a while, right? What makes this a remix? The fact that they're on it. That was the only maybe. I think I maybe the end of the song too, with all like the dance break. Oh, the I breakdown. I guess I don't know, Devin. You're you're a music expert. What makes a remix? Well, I guess in a drag race reasoning would be anything RuPaul re-releases with a the slight beat change. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> that means it's a new entry in the residuals family. Yep. Um, speaking of music, you know, I, I didn't get to ask you this question because you were not on the podcast when I had this discussion last week when I talked about Canada's drag race. Devin, as a Canadian, are there any famous Canadian girl groups? Hmm. Hmm. There's no, not, right? The, other than like there's like the random little like pop group or something, but like they're not never really made it big that I could I can't even think of one off the top of my head. That's insane. Okay, that's my new goal. I'm gonna find the next big Canadian pop group. The Moose Knuckles. All right. Tomorrow well, we, we'll be writing. We, we about... had the Moffats. We had them. But they're not a girl group. Yeah, that's not that's the same. That's, that's... Yeah, that's as close as I can think of. Tomorrow we'll be writing about why the hell she deserves the crown. And Ginger is like, I that's gonna be very short. Very, very funny. She wants to put her personality in on it, and the people can skip the song so they can get to the tomorrow verse. Ginger will be ridiculous in her verse. She talks about a little trip to the deli counter where she will name some pork products, have a laugh, and leave. She is not the drag queen coming out with a fierce, snappy verse. It's not her personality. Now, obviously, we know the results. But in a challenge like this, do you think it's risky or is part of the game having a verse that the masses are going to be singing for years? Don't you want that UK Hun verse where it's like, good? Why are we? Do, do you really want to be singing about pork, Nicole? I think it would have felt artificial, though, if she didn't play into her own brand. Mm. She knows who she is. And I think have that's we ever heard her talk about pork really no but she knows that it's good for optics if she's considered a big girl fair so i think it was smart to lean into that or amanda pork being like that was my gig poor girl Devin, do you like the campy lyrics or do you prefer something that's more um triumphant i would probably go more on the the camp side because as this might be controversial to say, but not everything has to be a crazy political statement where we have to like talk about every issue that's in the world right now. Like absolutely. Sometimes we can just have fun. And I think I that's some people just need to just remember it, it's drag. It's fun. Let's just relax. And that in itself is a statement. Michael wants to be herself and hers. It's about finding her spotlight. She wants to be a song raptress, hitting the marks. She wants to brag throughout the song, so she's going to put it into words, as that is the challenge. Now, since the podcast portion of the Drag Race television program is very much gone away because they clearly know mine is better and they're like, we're not going to compete anymore, it's time to chat with the queens. 
we will go one by one, discuss the highlights of their chat, and see if anything illuminating led to the victory or their defeat. First up is Ginger Johnson. Here she is with three Rue Peter badges. Which is she most proud of? Snatch Game as Barbara Cartland. And she says it was so silly. Did either of you know who Barbara Cartland was before this Snatch Game? No, and I think that was the magic of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Rue will say that Ginger out of drag is younger than Ginger Johnson. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. How long did it take you to figure that one out? Ten weeks? Really, ten weeks? Is Nicole older than your outside persona? Oh, certainly. I'm a I'm an old soul in general, but Nicole is definitely at least ten years older. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Ginger says that she has a strange relationship with Ginger, as they used to be very separate people, but the line has blurred. That's because she is not afraid of her queerness. The fear came from growing up in a rural place and didn't have any queer people she knew of. It felt like she had to hide it. She left when she was 18 and went to uni. When she came to London, she was thrust into a place where everything gay was available. She was carrying a lot of shame and says she was in a self-destructive period in her life approaching 30. She said she didn't think she would get that far. She found pride as she was able to recognize that this is the life that she's got and she has to make the most of it. Rue says shame is still part of our culture. In it ever. Now, Devin, Ginger, obviously, uh, probably a little closer to our ages than um, our dear friend Nicole over there. Do you relate to her kind of story? Do you think there's a lot of people of this generation that will relate to Ginger's tale? Yeah, I think that's with anybody on the show, though. It's like everybody has kind of a perspective and somebody's going to relate to it. Like somebody's going to relate to Jimbo versus like somebody else on Kaz Drag Race and like vice versa, any franchise. So it's, I think everybody brings something and some perspective. Um, I, I can understand a lot of what Ginger was talking about because that was very much kind of when I moved out for, for school. That's where like I started to like, see a bigger world out there and see bigger opportunities and more more of a community out there so i guess there's a lot of people in that boat yeah now michelle will ask her who is supporting her back home and ginger says she lives with her partner and her two little cats she is very blessed with her life and michelle says before you go they have one more thing and no ginger it's not a mini challenge uh do you can you believe that she actually brought mascara with her? Did she? Could that actually be a fun little uh, twist if they make them do like quick drag right in front of Michelle's room? <laughs> I'd love to see it. I would love to see it too. No, 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 no. It is a huge surprise, and this needs to be a constant thing happening every fucking season. They bring out Ginger's partner Ben. Get the tissues ready. We are going to see them hug and cry. And Ben is told by Rue that there are three Rue Peter badges and they are gagged with a genuine happy reaction. The Snatch Game win was Ben's biggest excitement. That is what made this moment. And the other two feel so special. Now, Ben says that they thought Ginger would go home either first or last. They got it right. They were actually correct here. Ben is not surprised and says that Ginger is a powerhouse and driven and determined to do what she wants to do to make their lives better. Oh, and Ben is like, never do this again. They didn't want to be away from you that long with no contact for weeks. They just want her back. And Rue's like, okay, fine. They can be the winner so they don't have to be on my show again. <laughs> Did either of you cry? Oh, absolutely. I'm such a softie. 
who would be your person if they had to bring out one person, Nicole? Only one person. And this is very difficult. It's hard for me. I've got a lot of people that would make me cry on television, but uh, it'd probably be my husband, Josh. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Or Devin, they just Rocky or say, Oh, I love that. <laughs> Devin, yeah. let's say that <laughs> they are going to be like, all right, here she is. It's Mel. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she would come up with some rude comment or whatever, which would be great, which is right on brand. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, like that would be kind of one of the people that would make sense. It would blow my mind if one of my parents came because they're very ultra conservative Baptist, not open minded at all. So that would like blow my mind if that happened. Do you think if it was Mel, it would be such a great TV moment that um, the Amazing Race Canada would call you? <laughs> they, well, if we were, especially if we're on the UK version, there would be endless bleeping of us talking to of each course. other. <laughs> of course. Um, honestly, so, the, the way that you and Mel travel together, I could see the two of you being on the Amazing Race. It It is actually comical because... Like we were one time we were navigating like the like the train tunnels in Paris with all of our luggage trying to like navigate like up and down escalators. And of course, she's she's not exactly as strong as I am with lifting stuff. So she's just like struggling to no end. And I'm just probably like just standing like this is great. This is comical. <laughs> just watching now, you might have the strength, but she has no problem talking to a random stranger. Oh God, no. Like she knows everybody that comes up to the booth. And she's like, oh yeah, that person was here. I was like, sure. I great. <laughs> okay. Now I have a really serious question here. What do you think happened after the chat? Did they get a conjugal visit? <laughs> Possibly. Come on. You know that they were like, okay, you can have like a little smoochy smoochy make out time. We won't have the cameras here. I mean, that's that's a long time being away from your partner and you're both probably let's be real they're both very horny but they can't let off that steam right before the final runway that's true that is fair that's fair fire now i think this was a very illuminating and rich conversation with ginger and i i really do think rue is very much taken by ginger johnson what about this conversation do you think was helpful for her arc to win she's just so well spoken Mm -hmm. she really is a total package she can carry the crown her drag is impeccable she just checks all the boxes and i think that really solidified the crown for her i think yeah next up michael marulli is in the house michael has three rue peter badges and for her the one that meant the most was the makeover she says hearing peter's story and the struggle and giving him that moment meant so much to him and michelle says That is Michael's moment in her journey. They discuss Michael living in Grand Canaria as Michael left Newcastle because she was terrified to tell her parents that she was gay. As soon as she was 16, she ran away, got into gay housing project for gay youth in Newcastle. She didn't move to Grand Canaria until she was 22. Now, Michelle clarifies that she left home instead of coming out. Did they, her family, question where she was? 
Michael gets emotional and says that it's the biggest regret in her life as they spoke about it as adults and they love her unconditionally and were waiting for her to tell them. Michael says she was just so terrified that they would reject her, but she pushed them away. She says saying you were gay is not done where she's from as it's such a working class men's town. Rue says they've come a long way and a lot of old value systems are still in place. And Michelle says it's the rough and tumble manly side of the Northeast. She wants to know how important it is to be representing a different side of the Northeast. And Michael says it's so important as the three of them are from the Northeast. And we'll mention that Cheryl Cole, not Cheryl Hole, is from around where she is from. And when she blew up, everyone was rallying, rallying around her. And this will be the same thing. And she can be gay and out and proud and fabulous. Rue will tell her fight, 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 fight for this love. And yes, those are some Cheryl Cole lyrics. Look at Rue being able to pull that out of the earpiece. Um, (laughs) What did you think of Michael talking about this, this struggle of running away rather than opening up? Nicole, what are your thoughts? Oh, it's just, it's heartbreaking that she felt that she had to do that. But um, I just appreciate how vulnerable she allowed herself to be on the show throughout her journey. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's what really made this season so interesting to me is that these people didn't hold anything back. And now, as someone who probably wants to be on the show one day, I don't know, maybe I, I can't speak for you. Um, do you prepare yourself that you, you're going to have to share the things that you've never intended to share with the world? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's about showcasing drag, but it's about sharing your queer experience, I think, even more. So, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important and so relevant today, I think. Michelle asks who is supporting her in Grand Canaria, and we learn it's her partner, Philip, who she's been with for 15 years. Bring him out. Here's Philip, and Michael loses it. Um, she will call Rue and Michelle bastards for pulling this off. And I guess it's the only time you can call those two bastards is when it's pure raw emotion. <laughs> and sweet Philip, sweet, sweet Philip. That face was good work. He well was manicured. Fine. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, you must have gone to the Vivian's friend. <laughs> it was working. He was also very tan. He was very tan. He's from Grand Canaria. They get the sun all the fucking time. I get it. Whatever. Well, Philip is not slightly surprised and has been so proud of Michael since singing in his tracksuit with no makeup on. She's been a star in his eyes. Michelle hears the Irish and Philip, and we learn that he met Michael in Grand Canaria when he was 23, and he stole the best years of his life. And I'm ready to do that to any willing and able twink who has good credit. Just come at me. Let's do it. I'll steal your years away. Michael is blown away to see Philip as they imagine being in the final of Drag Race, and Michael is like, look at these people. They're not wax figures. It's really Michelle and Ruin. They're my new friends. Is it fair to say that they're friends? Can, can, is that what happens? I know Michelle, it's like a, it's that gray area where she's like, oh yeah, I, I've toured with these kids. I, they're my friends. But Rue, is Rue ever your friend? Maybe they had a really maybe. special bond. Yeah, maybe. Do you maybe, think Rue is like actually the- friends with like Alan and Graham? Maybe more so than the contestants, I would say, but yeah, that's fair. I think maybe Rue is just more of like the sugar daddy doorway for all of these people to get a big opportunity. So absolutely. <laughs> that is absolutely true. 
Um, and yeah, probably Michael definitely asked for a conjugal visit after this one. I, I think that those two, um, they were needing it. I think this was a very sweet chat. And I think it was a very important discussion for the youth of the future to listen to, to hear someone who not necessarily regrets their actions of the past of running away and not talking about it, but shares that there is an option to talk about it with your family in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Did you think that watching this the first time, there was a hope for Michael to win? I did. I still had hope of this part of the episode. Nicole, you're not feeling it. I was all in for my redheaded sister. That's fair. That's Put fair. a girl in a ginger wig and I don't care what she has to offer. I'm going to root for her. All right. That's fair. And look what the cat <laughs> dragged in. It is Samara Thomas. Did she expect to be there? Yes. That's the only answer that she's allowed to say. Yes. She shares that she didn't watch Drag Race for so long because she knew she would be a drag queen like that. She says she was always scared that she wanted to be a dancer and she had to act masculine in the audition room. So she never really let herself watch because she knew she would come out in a wig and heels and be like, tomorrow's here. She said, fuck it and said, life is too short to hold back. Now, Nicole, you have a theatrical background. Did you Mm -hmm. ever have to battle being yourself and being a what the masculine side of theater desired you to be? Well, I always shared myself in the audition room and then I would be cast as the child in the show, (laughs) which was very strange as a six foot tall person. But uh, eventually I couldn't be cast as the little kid anymore. Right. Um, So now I'm just uh, cross-dressing until I can play the dad. That's fair. That's fair. It's only time. It's only time. (laughs) Rue, well... She tells her that she has such a great sense of humor. Where does it come from? And she says her family is so open and they have a laugh. She says her mom asked where they got her and her sister as they are mixed up. Sarah, her sister, loved fishing and tomorrow was cackety cack. Sarah was playing on her bikes while tomorrow was in the little car with her nails painted. She says her dad would look at her mom and say, this isn't right. But her mom said, shut the fuck up. She'll grow out of it. And look where she is. She grew into it. Now, we love family on this podcast. We love family on the show. Who is her biggest support at home? Well, she says her family, but definitely her mom. She says that her mom would be so proud. And look what the cat dragged in again. It is the spitting image. It is Sharon. Bless her. Oh, my God. No one can say this was scripted at all. This was raw, authentic reality television. Nicole, if your mom came out, is that how she would be? Oh, it, it would be horrible TV. We'd just be blubbering idiots with each other, just weeping. They'd have to bring out a mop. <laughs> it just it it would not be That's fun fair. to watch. It'd be embarrassing. Now, once again, Rue and Michelle are called crazy bastards, and Sharon tells Tamara to stop swearing. Obsessed. <laughs> Obsessed that she is in mom mode from the very start, telling her child on television, stop swearing. Tamara is like, what are you doing here? Well, what do you think? It's a surprise. Is Sharon surprised her kid made this far? She is not. She is over the moon. Rue tells Sharon that she is such a role model for mothers to allow her child to blossom. When did she recognize she had something special on her hands? Well, Sharon says when Tamara used to wear her tights to go to nursery. The tights were underneath the school clothes. Wow. Devin, when was the first time you wore tights? That's yet to happen. 
What? Not even in drag? I am one of the ones I will shave my legs or drag because I will give my parents props that I got my legs from my mom. Oh, so you got you got the good legs. Yeah, I got like some good muscle definition because like my mom can like do like long distance running. My dad could do sprinting, so I got the best of both worlds. Ooh, look at you! Congratulations, Nicole. When was the first time you yeah. wore tights? Oh, uh, it was when I played uh, Mrs. Divine in Fancy Nancy Splendor First Christmas. Of course it was. Of uh-huh. course it was. Now, would you be afraid that your mother would share an embarrassing story on international television? Oh, she has so many. So <laughs> many. Would you have to prep her before you leave for the show and be like, okay, these are off limits if you ever get a video message moment? You know, I have no shame. I have no <laughs> shame at all. Let her, let her share it with the world. Well, Sharon has lots to say to tomorrow, but doesn't think it should go on camera. And this is why this moment must continue. And I hope she got her bottle of wine. Uh, that's a good consolation prize. Though I'm not sure if the BBC could give them literally anything. Anyway, I thought this was amazing. Do you anticipate this happening more so in the future? I hope so. I think it's so important to be reminded that these people have lives outside of the show. They don't just exist yeah, in this I agree. Drag race universe. Is there any possibility that if Didi was in this moment that they would have just brought out Crystal Versace? I feel like they would have had really to. Happen. That, would have that would have been funny. Yeah. All right. Let's head to the set. We are we are about to shoot Spotlight, the remix with the Angels of the North. Now, was this a music video or just a free ad spot for amped accessories? I I had nothing to do with that, but you had no idea. Correct? At it. <laughs> you had no idea. I had no idea. So when you watched it, you were like, oh, yes. It it was it was a moment or 12 for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I was like, OK, like, OK, maybe like. OK, like we have seen them bring it out earlier, like other franchises have had like had it. At the very first episode, they showed it. Right. But like, I'm like, this is like, this is a lot. This so, was, it was the entire premise I'm, of the music video. I, I like, I, I'm not mad at it. Like, you shouldn't be. It was great. Our video vixens are decked out in Kapler glare black. Um, interesting attire to not be caught in and be sneaky, but sure, we're going to go with this. Uh, Nicole, you know how the show works. What do you think they were told when they were preparing for the show for when they would potentially be in this music video? What was their prompt? They were probably given a, a color scheme. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, it could have been listed as a generic drag look. That's fair. Service your signature style, but performance ready. We meet Claude Marnetto, who is a choreographer for the music video. And he's just got to get it out of the way now as Mr. Claudie knows Miss Tamara Thomas from before she was Miss Tamara Thomas. And the fact that we were denied a photo from that time was blasphemy. Certainly Mother Sharon could have brought something for the show at this moment. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. Nicole, would do you have any teachers that would ever be um, given a phone call to be a choreographer on Drag Race? 
Well, I did go to AMDA and I uh, have to say their dance program is not necessarily the most famous or prestigious of That's the fair. dance programs in the world. So probably not. All right. Well, Claudemore tells us we are going to have a lot of solo moments, some group moments, and they are up against the clock. We see the choreo and everyone seems to be getting it. It's all going to be coming down to selling something. Ginger is feeling terrified as Tamara is an amazing dancer. Michael is as well. And she is trying to be dancy and sexy, which she feels so unnatural for her. Now, next up is going to be this little cage dance. And Nicole's like, that's what I used to do in my pre-drag twink days. Oh, my. <laughs> Michael was a natural as she played to the camera as the boys turned the cage around. Um, hope she doesn't have motion sickness because that thing really spun. That was crazy. Sure did. Now it's Ginger's turn in the cage. And it is in this moment that I noticed that on her costume, she had a mint green poofy tail. The tail. What was that? I couldn't figure it out. And this is why I asked what the prompt was. I assume it had something to do with being a cat burglar, but it wasn't okay. a cat tail. No, no. Devin, do you have any um, conspiracies here? No, it's it, sometimes you just got to chalk it up with some of them are just batshit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I almost like, would have been like, hey, love you, Ginger. Can we like get that off the costume because it looks really weird? It didn't go with anything. It was very strange. Very strange. Yeah. Now, Ginger is still feeling nervous. So the edit is really trying to throw us off the scent. And Claudemer wants her to find the comedic elements. And she really gave us that. Is that the mood of the song, though? No, but it's her, and that's all that matters, right? She was fighting for her spotlight. Exactly. Yes. Now, tomorrow's like, a cage, don't mind if I do. She's most worried for a ball popping out. Of course she is. She's giving us sex. She's giving us the moment. And now we're going to have our solo moments where we're going to have this maze of lasers, and Michael says she's living her Catherine Zeta-Jones entrapment fantasy. Has anyone seen that movie? I have not. Isn't that from like 20 years ago? What a reference to pull. Very strange. I think this was a very fun bit, but it also required far too much bending and stretching for my liking because my body could never do that. Like, I, this is why I would never be a cat burglar because I could not deal with those lasers. Uh, Nicole, how would you handle it? Oh, it would have had to be a campy moment. Yeah, my like ginger. Uh, yeah, for sure. Now, what about you, Devin, with your runner legs? <laughs> I I still would have been like, all right, well, I'll be hitting every single laser beam out there. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow's like, who is Nicole Schizinger when tomorrow Thomas is in the room? Well, most people would be like, meh, anyway. Do we, do we like Nicole Schizinger? Is she the reference point that Tamara Thomas really wants to be? She is a video vixen. She is. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Ginger's turn with the lasers, and she's really doing what I would do. Uh, dead in one laser, but she's giving Wallace and Gromit realness. That's really a, a very specific reference there. We're going to continue to watch more of the filming montage as we're about to see a promising final product. How long do you think it took to film this entire sequence? I bet it was quick. If you have a shot list so. ready to go, you can bust out a video. 
two hours, three hours? Because there wasn't that much choreo. Let's be honest with ourselves. There wasn't a lot of choreography to it. It was a lot of shot, shot, shot. Yeah. I bet they knocked it out. All right, it's the day of the crowning, y'all. Coronation day, bitches. Tamara is feeling emotional and exhausted, and she wouldn't change it for the world. Can they believe it's the final? Well, Ginger's feet can. It's time to play fashion photo review with the Angels of the North. Are they going to be hosting? Because I don't even know who's hosting anymore. Is that even a thing? I don't know. I don't know either. Toot boots time. Who is their top two of the season? Well, tomorrow's like, all oh, my bikinis. And she's not lying. She really thinks her bikinis were the best of the season. But tomorrow will nominate Banksy's skiing one, you know, with all the leopard print. It was the memorable kickoff episode where she went outside for 10 minutes. Do you, either of you, have a favorite look from the season of any of the queens? I know it's hard to recall 10 weeks of Drag Race. I can barely do it. Oh, I love Dee Dee's gold look. Yeah, you loved it? I thought that was impeccable. It's yeah, a very I... you look, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Devin, very did you have woman any favorites? Yeah. Devin, any favorites? Uh, no, like the one that jumps out at me like that I remember is the... Was it Ginger that did like the armless one? Mm, yeah or am i thinking of a different franchise <laughs> no it is this, this one that being said for all of our international watchers metamorca did do the same kind of look for her crowning because it's what a fashion moment and rupaul just didn't know that let's call it what it was but we're gonna bring that up because i'm gonna talk about that look later on now, when it comes to the boot, the ultimate boot, there's no other option. Naomi's design challenge, that tiny little pussy strap. Um, it's going to go down in Drag Race history for all the wrong reasons. What was worse, that or Lala Ree's bag look? This one. Mm. This was the worst thing I've ever seen on TV in real life ever. Hands down the worst drag look I've ever seen. Meanwhile, Amy Yonsei Chanel's like, thank you. Oh, that was so bad, too. Devin, what do they have to do before going on Drag Race to realize the game is not to be the worst look ever? Yeah, like, is it like if the checklist is like, know how to sew. Mm -hmm. And don't give really bad looks like that. That's, yeah. just, <laughs> that's, that's the so two things you got to do. Now we have to learn about their first impressions of one another. Ginger kicks off and says that she thought Tamara was a big loudmouth bitch and thought she would be a lot. And she wasn't wrong. She wasn't a bitch. She was lovely. Tamara is aware that she is loud and can be intimidating when she meets people. But when they get to know her, she's a stupid, silly bastard. With Michael, Ginger was convinced that she would be the oldest and saw Michael and was like, fine. She's the old bastard. Michael will admit that when Ginger walked in, she thought she wasn't going to go far. It was the sequin two-piece. She said Ginger looked like a deer in headlights when they did the club challenge and look at the evolution. She calls her a juggernaut of drag. And in that moment, she's like, wait, did I just call her big? Uh, yeah, she did. She she, she, she did. Because that's where my mind went with juggernaut from X-Men. Am I the only one? I didn't get that. That's fine. That's fine. Michael says that they didn't spend too much time together. And the more that they got to know Ginger, she became obsessed. Ginger will admit her first impression of Michael was she didn't think she would get very far in the competition. Uh, perhaps they didn't have the first day ruthlessness. 
what did you take of that nicole do you think you have to be ruthless in day one or is drag race more of a marathon than a sprint oh i think it's absolutely a marathon yeah you don't want to have a target on your back from the beginning like dd and and you want to have an evolution i think that's fair yeah Devin, what do you think I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Time for an impersonation. Michael is going to give her best Vicky vivacious. Um, that's never going to go away. Do you think Vicky regrets everything that she did in the show at this moment in time? I think she had such a great showing from the beginning. And then just to kind of have that be the moment that made all that go away. The it drag just, was so strong and then she so wrote good. it by being a reality TV show contestant. But let's be real. You know she will be called for a season that Didi is on with her. You know oh, what's going to happen. Or Banksy. They're they're going to throw them together. It's going to happen. The drag is too good. It's too good. What would they change? Well, Michael says her tights. Uh, Nicole, how often do you change your tights? Anymore. I'm too big for my tights. I rip them every time. So I have to get a fresh outer pair every single time. That's fair. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Um, Devin, you, you've been to many a drag con. Uh, is there anything worse than the smell of sweaty tights? Uh, that's, that tends to be the general aroma of drag con. Um, and like, given I've, I've been there, I know what it's like to be in drag for hours and you're like, wow, I know I do not smell great right now. <laughs> because it just, Stuff happens. It does. So, but that's why you just got a body spray with you. Just cover yourself and hope for the best. <laughs> what is your sense of choice? Nicole, what do you use? Uh, um, if I do drag or in general? Either. Um, Actually, I got um, Peppermint actually gave me a Dior one for my birthday one year, um, which was kind of, I was not expecting that. So, that's very sentimental to me for drag, so I, I only wear that there. But Do, do you um, need to take a second to pick up that name from the floor? Yeah. <laughs> You're right yeah she was you. at my birthday. Oh, look at her. Um, no. Did you call her mother? No, no. I just call her and get her jewelry. That's kind of how it works. That's so. fair. <laughs> is she a traitor? Or is she faithful? Is she a she yeah she gets a lot of stuff from us like at the same time i'm i'm not the type where like you have to be exclusive to us i'm very much jewelry's personal you didn't get the reference it's okay it's fine it's she's on the next season of the u.s traders i can't wait oh. she's gonna be so good i i can't talk about that um <laughs> um okay so yeah. dr that that's fair nicole what do you use nowadays uh versace uh eros profane Okay, okay, very good. Michael's emotional and says that it keeps hitting her in waves. It's glad to share this moment with them. They're going to have a big group hug, but enough of that. We've got a show to get to. Go get it, Jordies. We hit the main stage where Rue is giving us fabric and pleather and a face only Raven could love. It's a boot. I just don't like when Rue goes into high fashion mode. It doesn't feel authentic to Rue. I like classic Rue. I like the classic silhouette and the classic hair. I don't know. Maybe it's a me thing. Nicole, what did you think of her look? This was a big debate in our house, but I was obsessed with it. I thought it was <gasps> impeccable. 
Oh, who's However, on my team? Not as enthusiastic. Josh didn't love it as much. All right, Devin, be, be the decider here. What did you think of Mother's final look for the season? She hasn't, like, recently she hasn't had, like, really any bad ones. There's been a couple, like, ooh, but yeah, yeah, overall, like, she's, they're, they're, in my mind, they're usually pretty safe. Like, they're not too outrageous. Um, I don't, I never really hate it unless it's just, like, ooh. It uh, is just family. We've got Michelle Visage, Graham Norton, Alan Carr. How do you think they decide who sits next to Rue? Um, do they flip a coin? Arm wrestle. Arm wrestle? Oh, yeah, Alan Carr definitely loses the arm wrestle there. I can tell, totally see that one. Let's kick things off with the music video for Spotlight. I'm not saying that I laughed and had to pause my TV, but I might have had a big chuckle seeing Rue in the video message look, lip-syncing to Spotlight. That bitch was told film like 10 seasons of video messages for all the franchises and then go lip-sync to one of your songs. It's a hard day's well, work. But in her she doesn't even one. know the words to her own songs. Right. They, that's why they're like, here's the chorus. You can just learn it by the time you're done. But that literally is the, the makeup and the wigs she wore for every video message of 2024. Yes. Why? Do you it's know a- there are people like me out there who's going to clock that shit? I can't. Work smarter, not harder, Michael. That's true. I think this was a very fun video and the advertising for Ant's accessories was amazing. Let's talk about it now. Let's get it out of the way. Hey, Devin, tell us the inspiration for this baby. Which crown? Did we see it on the show this episode? And the scepter, the pretty stick thing. (laughs) Um... I guess with going into any of them, I just, I always want it to kind of obviously look like it belongs to that country. That's Mm -hmm. the big thing. And, and that's really the kind of the brief that I got with these ones. So I just, I really want it to be just like regal crown jewels, British, like the big stones, like the coloring, the, the, that kind of thing. So um that was really how i went about that one it was stunning and, i mean it, you want to talk about big crown that was a big fucking crown not your biggest but it's pretty big it's the like, philippines and australia was bigger but this one like definitely was very grand looking mm-hmm. nicole do you want to give your critique on the crown and scepter oh no just anytime there's rectangle stones i'm obsessed <laughs> Those big rectangular ones. Oh, they do it for me. That's as glamorous as it gets. Devin, now you know if you ever have to make a um a crown for Nicole, should she win a television program? <laughs> I like I might know somebody that can help with that. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Our first verse comes to us from Ginger Johnson, and she literally went full ham. I love the call and response, the Ginger Johnson bit. I think, again, when I was talking about earlier the UK Hun thing, you need something that's going to be memorable and get the audience to instantly be able to react to it. That was smart. Is this a verse that I'm going to be singing forever? Honestly, it could be. I think this one has longevity. 
Nicole, what did you think of her performance? Oh, I thought it was amazing. She knows who she is. She mm -hmm. did it very well. Um, she found her light more than the other girls did. Even when she was in that she cage, should. she was, mm -hmm. she was right up in those bars. She knew what she had to do. Now, Devin, I was very, very worried for the crown as she was shaking the shit out of that box. <laughs> Were you afraid <laughs> for it? Uh, really? Like I, obviously I assume that they give them some info, but like don't shake it so it falls on the floor like obviously they don't want to wreck it or have it hit concrete because you know no matter how, how no matter how well something's built it's concrete doesn't really meet well with drag jewelry no, um no. so I, I wasn't too worried but i i also assume they had everything pretty secured in there where we couldn't see it so right um that's that's my thoughts but what did you think of her performance like it was fine it was fine. It's, it's, I, I didn't. I honestly didn't really think there was like nobody really stood out to me because I felt they were all bringing themselves. No matter what it was, like they're all very different, but they're all. It was cohesive to me, is what I like overall for the whole thing. That's what I noticed. For Michael, decent raptures for a drag queen on Drag Race. I liked her lyrics. I don't think it had a punch, and it didn't feel like it was the longest it felt very very short uh her look is what confused me it was all bald and then it felt like more of a space spy than like a spy going to the museum to get the crown jewels it was very interesting for me um i would say probably my least favorite of the three nicole rave what did you feel about michael's performance yeah i thought they were all great but michael did fall into the background a little bit more than the others um but i feel like in general the music videos aren't really Part of the competition, it's more of a showcase of the finalists. Right. And That's then a track record is really the only thing that matters at the end. So I thought Devin, for that, it was good. Devin, any thoughts on Michael's bit in the song? Yeah, like I thought, thought it was funny. His his look definitely stood out a bit more than the than the rest, I think. But overall, like it's still it's still representing them individually too. So um Tara, I, don't know, I liked it. Tamara just oozes sex. She may not be a singer, but was very in line with what you'll expect for this kind of challenge. Is it cheap using charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent in your lyrics? Yeah, it's super low-hanging fruit. I don't think you should be taking one of the lines you have and using a Rue quote. Also, she wants the tiara. Devin, are you insulted? Really? She bought a tiara. Come on. You can make a tiara. It's true. So, Devin, would you make Tamara a tiara then? Well, hey, hey, if they're getting those booking fees, like they got they got room money. So, like, yeah, I'll <laughs> gladly take it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to message uh, Mel and make sure she makes the intro connection for the two of you. And we get a Tamara tiara from Ant Accessories. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the lyrics is what got me for tomorrow because it was it was it didn't stand out as like, oh my god, this is the tomorrow lyrics. Um, but she she can perform. She is a video vixen. Mm -hmm. And I love that the eliminated queens got to get into the action, even though they were sparsely used in the video part, and then they're like, let's go on to the main stage. And we're gonna talk about the caramel of it all later, but staging-wise, it could not have worked out better with the symmetry on that stage with only nine queens. 
overall i loved it i think it was a strong finale track and while there may it may take a few listens for me to fall in love with it i I think it might stand the test of time because i do think it's three really good queens you want to listen to i completely agree yeah i thought it was great all right category is grand finale eleganza dripping in jewels in honor of the runway we're going to play sparkle or dull now before we get to this grand finale eleganza dash dripping in jewels i kind of like that we had an instruction for the queens because nothing has been pissing me off more than these queens going rogue in these finale crowning looks and you're like this is what you want to be remembered in do we like that they are basically told give us your best drag but make it glamour i love it Nicole, what are your thoughts as a drag performer yourself? I feel like it should be implied. But, That's uh, how I feel, but we got a lot of people going stray on this. But also, some of them very much did not play into that either in their finale yeah. looks. That's fair. Uh, Devin, as someone who works with jewels on a um, daily basis, did you appreciate the requirement of the jewels? It's yeah, it's it's always interesting to see their their take of it. Sometimes I'm like, all right, well that was a that was a choice, but okay. Um, I guess when I hear dripping in jewelries, I jewels, I just think everything should be embellished to the nines. All the jewelry, like everything, just like head to toe cohesive, blinged out is kind of my perspective of that. So now, Tevin, I don't know, some people interpret differently. Since Nicole wipes you out every year of jewels, <laughs> is there, as a designer, is there a color that you think exudes Nicole? What is Nicole's color? Uh, jewel is jewelry a color? <laughs> that, that, that could be it. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Well, give not to give anything away, but given the recent order that it will take a forklift to lift it out of here. There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Just a few sets. Nicole, do you have a favorite color that you like using? Uh, sparkle is my favorite color, but uh, uh, I'm a sucker for like light cyan. Mm-hmm. I love a red moment. That checks out. I love them all. Out. And crystal goes with everything. It's true. Well, speaking of, Alexa St. Pete, look by Vicky Sarge. It's given me that Fre- Freddie Mercury vibe. I make it sex kitten. It was a bit basic and simple for a skinny bitch, but the jewels were there. I think the hair was wrong. It was giving me 80s, but in a very flat way. She looked sexy, but I want more. If this is going to be your potential crowning look, like you got to give me more of it. Nicole, what did you think of Alexis? It was a, a, a dull. Is that the word we're using? Dull. Yes. It, it was dull. It was a bit of a leotard and a... Just not as cohesive as I would have liked to see for the finale. Devin? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I, I get where she's going with it. Like, it's adding, like, the chain and the, the, the with that. But, and, like, having the, the cape, so that's, like, the nod to the royal family crowning mm-hmm. thing, which I got. But I hate a bodysuit. I just, I hate them. Like, <laughs> they're just... <laughs> gluing shit onto shit onto shit onto a bodysuit is like all right cool it's a cardinal sin of drag race 
it's well it's the stereotypical way to do it now is bodysuit and glue stuff onto it so not my favorite like she looks good but not my favorite for a crowning look i will give her a soft sparkle nicole's going dull devin i'm going like crushed cubit zirconia can we do that sure (laughs) audience 76 percent sparkle 24 percent dull Miss Nam and Cotter. No designers listed. I love the color story. Purple and orange, great color combo. I love the lining of the ostrich feathers. The stoning is beautiful. I'm not in love with the middle split location. It needed to either needed to be a lot higher or a bit lower. I adore the hair, but overall, this bitch has never looked better. Uh wow. Devin, what did you think of Miss Naomi Carter? I like oh like the silhouette. I like I like the concept. I, I'm never like a, there's a time and place for me where, where it's like very like patchworky like split image thing but I think if she had been able to blend like the stones on that scene better to like fade the colors back and forth better mm-hmm. that would have increased the the visual for me like which that is a challenge no matter how you do it but it's sure that would have been better for me even like fading some of the 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 pink feathers into the orange and like back and forth to kind of blend it a bit. That would have been great. Um, she, she did not skimp out on stones. There's a couple open spots I see. So she could have done more, but <laughs> Nicole overall it's fine. Uh, groundbreaking. It is not, but she was absolutely dripping in jewels. Uh, it was beautiful. She wears it well. Um, very safe, but I'd say it sparkles. I'll give it a sparkle. Yeah. Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Audience 72% sparkle, 28% dull. Banksy, corset by Misty Couture, arms by Belladonis, hair by Florencia Wiggs, and Kinsey Wiggs Studio. So she's like a sexy cockroach ant thing. I don't know. It feels very much in line with her sexy burlesque character. The furry arms, very interesting. The hair is interesting. It's an interesting look. Does it fulfill the dripping and diamonds brief? For me, not really, but she looks great. I don't know, Nicole. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I think she looks impeccable, but yeah, dripping in jewels, no. Um, I had heard that maybe she had swapped this look with her runway from the first episode, which is why it doesn't necessarily give the finale eleganza. Um, she thought she was in jeopardy of being eliminated in the first episode, allegedly, so she pulled out the gown for that. But um, knowing that, I guess that makes sense. But I think it's beautiful. Very high fashion. I love it. I'd say it sparkles. Devin? I don't I don't mind. Like, there's obviously she, there's embellishing, there's some bling. So, like, she did it. And, yeah, if she switched looks, makes it tough. But even if she had added, like, just a simple, like, just floor-length black skirt underneath it, so that would have changed the entire visual for me mm-hmm. and would have that would have like nailed it for me because it just the shape and the the architecture of like the the stoning on the top is just so different so that would have been like next level for me but i will give her yeah. a sparkle yeah. seven you sparkle as all it's a soft one for me all right, the audience, 82% sparkle, 18% dull. Vicky Vivacious, look by Brighton Birdcage, hair by wigs by Brenda LeBow, feathers and jewels by Crown Jewels UK. 
this is what people dream of looking like. This is divine. I love the stoning and that little tiny peekaboo cutout. I think this is how you make a nude illusion gown work. The mug is perfect. The hair is perfect. The only thing that has bothered me is the length of the gown. It just feels like it's not the right length. Because then you see those orange tights and I'm like, well, there's the ruined illusion. Devin, what did you think of Vicky's final look? It's, uh, I was going to say the same thing about the length. It's like, I I can't stand like an ankle cut gown. It's like, even if it's like a little bit too long where it's like bored on your almost tripping on it, I'd rather see that because then it's just like mm -hmm. opulence and excess versus like, wow, we can see your ankle scraps. That's really great. It <laughs> almost feels like it was a fuck up in um, the it's measurements. Or it was made for somebody else and she bought it and is just wearing it. Like I've seen that happen a lot. Like that's fair. so for me, that's a, a peeve is like the length could have been better. Um, I don't, I don't mind the stoning. It's like, we've, we've seen it, but it's, it's fine. Um, she did decent on like covering the seams of all the outfits on the stonings that that is great too. But yeah, the length is throwing me off a little bit. Nicole, would you wear this? You would think that I would, but I think you'll be surprised to know that this was a complete miss for me. Tell us why. Um, We've seen it before. Yes, she is dripping in jewels, but I'm really just turned off by the shoe. Like the, the plastic stripper heel kind of ruins the glamour for me. Um, It doesn't give as much shape and the, there's nowhere for the eye to go necessarily. Fair. I don't know. It, it's beautiful. It's expensive looking, but... um. Just didn't really hit the mark for me, but I'm obsessed with her and her drag. This just wasn't like the best for me. I will go sparkle. I go dull. Devin? I'm like it, it more sparkle than dull for me. Audience 80% sparkle, 20% dull. Kate Butch, look by Ingrid Heskett, Michael Crittenden, James Gill, Sash Designs, hair by Weekday Wigs, jewels by Crown Jewels UK. I think this is what Kate does for glamour and it's got the touches of camp. So it feels true to her. I love the color of the headpiece and the detailing of the stones on the bottom, but they just desperately needed to be on the collar as well. The hat being a flower, very avant-garde. I wish she had that gold somewhere else in jewelry form, perhaps like a little necklace would have worked. It's a nice look, but when she finds someone she can pay to give her taste, she will be unstoppable. Nicole, what did you think about Kate? She's such a star, but this look is a total miss for me. Um, I appreciate like the petal detail on the skirt, yeah. but it needs like three times the amount of petals to give the fullness yes. that I think she was going for. Um, and just the color story of it all is just confusing to me. Um, I, I, I'm i sure it's a reference to something back home or something of that sort. But I, I just didn't love it. But I see the effort. Devin? Um, yeah. Because you know how much I love a good mermaid skirt cut at the knee. And this is giving <laughs> me that vibes. <laughs> you hate it so much. Um, like concept... Like, I get it. I think the fit could have been better on her. Like, in it, when you're dealing with fabric that what I assume has no stretch, it's you have to have the fit like bang on or else it looks baggy or wrinkly. Yes. So, like, just a little bit more cinching at the waist. So, it would have been like a bit better for me. 
she could have lost the headpiece completely and it would have made way more sense to me because like just the color scheme alone like i don't understand it um it's 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 embellished it's stoned it's it's got all that but it there's just like some detailing like she she runs on the inside of the sleeves not the outside which is which i'm like okay like like i get it it's different but yeah it's like there's just some detailing that could have been better like some stoning on like the the collar would have brought it in a bit better for me um there's just some like tweaking issues i think overall but it's not bad i will give her a soft sparkle same no audience very mixed here 59 percent sparkle 41 percent dull delicious look by bang london hair by wig chapel this is the best she's looked all season all while being herself i love the mint color it's exquisite the hair is brilliant i really think this is the look you would want to be remembered in should you get a crown nicole i think it's one of the most impeccable things i've ever seen it sparks so much joy for me um while the breast thing is not my thing personally she does it well i think um, she just looks like two million bucks. Yeah. Devin, would you wear this? Um I'm not I'm not a nude illusion fan. I it's either done really good or it's done really bad. And it's not done bad, it's just there's a lot of nude illusion here that mm-hmm. I think if it was t- like the sides if she toned down like the chest nude illusion part with less, I think that would have been more elevated more glamorous to me because it's just it's almost like the stoning in it was kind of like an afterthought to an extent where it's just like these little dribbles of stones across it um overall like it's good like the length is good like she's got like the fur accents which is great uh i don't i can't see the back of the the dress but like she's like stoned a bit of the tail on it but um other than that, like, it's a soft sparkle for me. I'll go full sparkle, Nicole. Full sparkle, uh, verging on, like, a shoot. Audience, 96% sparkle, 4% dull. I know who you are. I'm not going to call you out, but I know who you are. Ginger oh. Johnson. No designers listed, but I'm assuming Ginger probably made it. She is giving Matador chic. She has a story and a reason for it, but this is not what I expected a crowning look to be. And it's not because they are pants, but this feels like a rich, wealthy woman going to a gala, which is going to be the critique later. I don't love the light gold and how it pairs with the hair, which is styled impeccably. The fringe on the sides felt a bit cheap. Hell, I would have preferred her no-arm look here compared to this one. Is there a universe in which she swapped the two? I think it might be possible. I'm going to call this one safe. Nicole, what did you think of Ginger? Oh, I completely agree with you. I was so confused by the reference until she explained it, the bullfighting parallel and how it should be a thing of the past. And uh, I was glad she pulled out her ass. She was very good at that. Yeah, she really (laughs) recovered that nicely. Dripping in jewels, it was not. She, She said in her confessional that it was very stoned but all i saw were like the paillettes personally um i was thrilled to see someone in pants because i love pants Mm -hmm. but yeah it didn't necessarily hit 
what it was supposed to hit for me, but uh, she looked great. And I kind of a cool flex that she didn't have to like really stunt the last time sure. to still win it. Devin? I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. It's just like, I, I get, get it. Like it's, if this was intended for her runway for this exact look, she did do the brief where like it does sparkle and it does shine. So like she, even though it's not typical, like stoned really, like all the the side pieces and like the, the pipes and stuff, that really is what shows more than the actual stoning if there is any. So, but like, I, like, I get it, but it, and, but it's a different take on it if that is her intended look for this runway. So, it's not bad. It's not not my favorite. Michelle says she made her fierce impression right out of the box as they were all fawning over the beautiful floral number and learning she made every single piece apart from one being remarkable. She says she was herself in the music video, the silly sausage lady, and says that's what makes her her. Graham says he loved the season because it was so hard to know who the front runners were going to be and didn't notice her until the rusical when she stepped out of the cow as Daisy. He says that was Ginger Johnson stepping out for him. He then mentions the mirror mirror look. Look, Ma, I have no arms dress. He will remember it in his nightmares and dreams. He says if someone said trousers for the grand finale of Laganza, you'd have thought really, but says it works for her as she looks like some sort of high society hostess holding a charity gala with a Spanish theme. Alan mentions the Barbara Cartland being so left field and says who would go for her? Only Ginger. Ruth says that throughout the competition, she had tickled them and surprised them and shown them her aesthetic in ways that they could have not imagined. And Ginger says she has had the best time. She says the sheer challenge of the self-doubt she had a lot of the time is why she chose to do the Matador. She says the bullfight is like her relationship with herself, where sometimes it can be beautiful, but ultimately quite brutal. She says like bullfighting, that relationship belongs in the past. I will give her a sparkle. Sparkle. Like soft sparkle. Audience, 85% sparkle, 15% dull. Michael Maruli, look by Ingrid Haskin, Michael Cruttenden, James Gill, Stash Designs, Rihanna Martin, and Ben McLondon. Hair by Steven Scotto de Cesar. This is Ice Queen realness. I love Iridescent more than most people, but I felt this was very costumey compared to a crowning look. I do love the earrings and the necklace that feels like a statement piece built into it. The hair is stoned well, very much in that European drag trend. I think it's a wonderful look. Does it scream Michael Maruli? I don't know because I, I don't know if Michael Maruli has a distinctive look on the runway. Nicole, what did you think of Michael? The pieces are all there, but to me, I don't know. All the fabrics read very cheap. Um, it doesn't catch light in a way. It has like a very like matte quality to it. Um, there's almost too much to look at, I think. Yes. Um, and it, it reads a little like arts and crafts origami. But, um, and I agree with you. I don't have a clear idea of what a Michael Maruli look looks like. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a miss for me, but I appreciate the silhouette. Devin, would you wear this? It's like it's it's doing the brief for me, but it's very like you said, it's very costumey versus like elevated glamour. Like so it like it's definitely sparkly, 
I do enjoy like the like the little accents on like the puffy sleeve. That's kind of mm -hmm. cool. Or just like in spraying off the sleeves. That's different. Um, but it's it's more say glamour going to a rave kind of vibe for me. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, it, it could have used more stoning for me versus just using the iridescence to get the shine off. It, but that's it's not bad. It's not my favorite. Michelle says in the beginning she almost felt a little bit of why isn't anybody heaping praise on me and then she says she started listening to critiques of other queens not just herself and taking it all the way in and wanting to be better. She says that's amazing in life. She says the makeover literally sold the show and was emotional. Alan says that they really don't know what she will be wearing when she comes down the runway. He mentions in the holiday look she was a big postcard for heart on. She was a big black heart. He says it's engaging and exciting and what drag should be. He says, let's not forget the roast and says he was laughing on the way home from some of her jokes saying that's how funny she was. Graham says that in her verse, she said, new school, old school, I bridge the gap. And he says she does. He says on the runway, she took their breaths away. And Rue says it's so spectacular that as it looks like it's Estonia's entry into Eurovision. And then I was like, yeah, that makes all the sense. I get it now. She says it has been a joy to watch her and her journey is what little kids around the world will aspire by. She says in the music video, she was keeping up with the rest and asked what her favorite part of making the music video was. And she says it was so good that she couldn't cope with the com competition anymore as it was like someone went into her head at 15 and said, one day, all this is going to happen. Rue says she is going to do more, and Michael says she feels like she has come into her whole self being there. I will give this look a soft sparkle. Soft sparkle. Yeah, that same. Audience, 88% sparkle, 12% dull. And finally, Tamara Thomas, no designers listed. I really love the old Hollywood-inspired silhouette, though a full gown in front would have been a knockout for me. It is red carpet ready. I think the hair is great. I don't personally love the black. I know it's dramatic, but I feel like it's too much of a contrast to the nude. I would have preferred a pop of color, maybe like a fuchsia or something. Devin, what are your thoughts on tomorrow's finale? Mm, well, minus the black on it. I feel like we've really seen this a thousand different ways over the years, just with nude outfit let's stone it or outfit let's put the fringe on it like i like i think we've seen it mm -hmm. um it's it does the brief but it's not i don't know it doesn't doesn't do it for me nicole as a whole it does spark joy for me i like the black because it pulls out her eyes i think fair um which are have always been very striking to me but what really offended me by this look was how she wore it she carried the dress down the oh, runway yeah. instead of kicking it. And it just killed the whole element of glam for me um, to the point where I just couldn't enjoy the look, but it photographs beautifully. It does. Michelle says she fell in love with her the minute she saw her in the club. She says she is such a performer and just magnetic. She says she has the personality that draws everybody in and says the look is beautiful and classic and loves that she did a black glove with a new dress. Alan says she was so great in the music video that he went on to Wikipedia to see if Dua Lipa had a twin who lives in Hartlepool. Graham says that some of her gifts were more obvious than others, saying from the beginning there was beauty and looks. What was less obvious was her personality, that she opened up her gob and suddenly it was like, who is that? He says the Robin Williams is in Snatch Game. He had no idea what was going on in there, but ultimately made him laugh. He doesn't know why. 
Rue says the look is fabulous. She says there is something that radiates from her and she wants her to have her own television show and it should be worldwide. She says she's not sure the rest of the world would understand it, what she's saying, which tomorrow says it's fine, get subtitles. Rue says she's got to spend time with her mother and ask if it, she was surprised she made it this far. And Tamara says she was and was worried in case she would take it um, if she didn't go as far. But she's really passionate about everything. She's thrown herself in for it. And Rue tells her to need not worry as she has been such a star and fun. And I was like, oh, Rue's already decided you're not winning. Uh, it, it's, it's a sparkle for me. Sparkle. Soft sparkle. Audience, 92% sparkle, 8% dull. It's that time of the show now to talk to the little them. Let's see what they had to say. Now, Nicole, I'm sure you have practiced the speech in your mirror every night. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. All right. Ginger says to little Donald that he is a strange little boy and you'll grow up to be a very strange old woman. She says you are creative and you like to make things. And sometimes when life isn't going well, it's going to flip around on you and you're going to feel like destroying things. She says you don't need to do that. Keep making and one day you're going to be here and it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Short and sweet. And I think that was really it was very nice. I liked it. Yeah, beautiful. Michael says to little Michael that he's still a daft little bastard there. She says, you're going to spend a lot of your life in fear of who you are. Please don't waste that time as who you are is more than enough. She says, the one thing you'll do throughout your life is dream. Never stop because one day you're going to come true. She says, be yourself, live out loud unapologetically. That one was probably the most generic one you could ever have. Mm -hmm. And Tamara says to little Tamara, First of all, stop dressing up as Vicky Pollard when you're 10 years old, going into a fancy dress shop, not even buying the outfit. She says, never stop being yourself. You were born with crazy bones. People are going to raise eyebrows. Let them. She'll paint them on. She says she'll keep painting them on. She says, keep doing you. Now, Tamara's is unlike anything we've probably ever heard before because I don't think she prepared this. So it was a little more off the cuff, but we got to talk about that photo. So good. That was so funny. She it was knew. A few itself. She knew that she sends that in in pre-production. She's getting to the finale because they want to show it. <laughs> she knew that photo was getting on television. Um, now, Devin, you're you're clearly familiar with Vicky Pollard, right? A little bit, yeah. Matt Lucas. Um, our, our dear friend Ellie Diamond did that character for Snatch Game. Mm, right yes all right one final question what would it mean to be crowned the uk's next drag superstar ginger says there being, being there has been a dream of hers for such a long time she says sometimes she's dared to dream that maybe she could win and now she gets to do the most amazing thing and that's find a new dream and that's the biggest gift she's ever been given because when she gets to let herself think big like that her life opens up in front of her she feels it's happening now and thanks them for everything michael will say to take the title would be validation of the blood, sweat, tears, the getting changed on top of beer bottles and stinking rooms of piss. It's all worth it. She says it would mean the world an honor to win the title and says this opportunity has been beyond words and would be the cherry on the cake. Tamara says it would mean that all, that all the hard work would prove she can do it. She says, just give me the crown. She would like to say that the process, she couldn't think of anything better than to meet the angels of the north. Now, Nicole, you, you, you've you done pretty well at pageants. You, you, you've You've snatched a couple crowns 
Um, how important is the question and answer and how did these three do? I think it's the most important of a part of a pageant because it's the only time they get to really connect with you as a person and hear your voice and where you stand on things. Uh, I think they all did really well. Mm -hmm. They communicated their personalities appropriately. Um, Tamara was a little too casual with it, I thought, and kind of threw away the last answer. But uh, I think Ginger and Michael really excelled. Devin, you're judging. Who would you give the prize to for the question and answer portion? I don't know they they all like i don't know they're they're all different so it's, it's hard it's like picking your favorite child <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i honestly i don't even know i i don't know you if i could the same score their answers that's fair all right top three are going to get their drink on and their feet are on fire nicole how long before you have to sit down when you're in heels my feet are so calloused at this point. I haven't felt them in forever. No pain. So, uh, I'm no stranger to the full days and heels. Uh, my feet are just solid callous at this point. So, Michael says she's bet everything but her hoop. And I'm like, what in the fuck is this Northeast UK slang? What does that mean? I have no idea. Anyone? De- Devin, you, you, no ideas? Do you have any like weird who? slang that you say in Calgary? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, you'd have to come and visit and then find out. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll come to visit. Um, what's there to do in Calgary? Cowboys. Okay, I'm here. Let's go. Let's go. Just um, white books. <laughs> oh. All right. Tamara says that the emotions are sky high. She just can't cope. Their dreams have come true on that stage. It's very magical for her. Ginger says that it's gone so quickly that she has forgotten about some of the things she's mentioned. She knew the dress with no arms would come back. Nicole, why are they so obsessed with that look? I didn't understand because I I knew the reference. Right. So uh, it wasn't as groundbreaking to me, but uh, couldn't tell you. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tamara says the performance was so good. And Michael mentions the Charlie's Angels bit. Um, and I'm going to give you all a mashup. RuPaul, Charlie's Angels of the North. There's a mashup. There it is. There's the show. Too much, too much. Michael mentions that the other queens look stunning and says, why do they wait 10 weeks to wear something nice? Now, Avi, we don't see the queens in the back. And there's no mention of Miss Caramel again. Was she sick? Did she have COVID? Did she boycott? I want the fucking tea. Nicole, what do you think it was? I thought she answered that question in an interview. Maybe it was on the aftershave with Danny Beard. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't had time to watch that shit. I would love to, but. Yeah, she, I, she did answer the question at one point, but I can't she remember sick, where probably. I That's what I remember. Interesting, interesting. They have sold themselves to snatch the crown. And Michael says, whoever wins, she couldn't be prouder of the three of them. They'll be friends for life so much so that they're going on tour together. Uh, How much do you think they started planning that tour the second filming wrapped? Well, they're smart. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the amount of times they said Angels of the North, you knew the branding was good. Like, this is, again, why Michael and Ginger are smart drag artists. 
and they're dragging tomorrow who's going to give you the sex. This is going to that's going to be a great show. You know that they're going to close the show out performing Spotlight. Oh, absolutely. One of them will walk away with the crown and scepter. Which is crazy. They're literally going to have a piece of Devin's blood, sweat, and tears in their homes for life. More blood, more how sweat. Much blood? Tears. Yeah, yeah. How much blood did you have to wipe off that? Well, there are red stones in it, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, the decisions are in. Let's find out what's about to happen. First, we're going to welcome their reigning queen, Danny Beard. Come on, black and white hounds to realness. Now, I know that the cat suit was very, very flashy, but I was offended how flat that fabric was. Nicole, did you approve of Danny Beard's look? It, it didn't stand up to anything she showed on her season. Yeah, this was like, well, you didn't give me a budget and I'm going to give you whatever I can. Yes. Now, in a bit of a shock, Rue has decided that it's not Tamara's time and has put her in third place. She will not be competing in the lip sync for the crown. Do you agree with cutting Tamara at three, Nicole? Yes, because if she had been in that final lip sync, she could have outperformed the others. And based mm -hmm. on track record... That wouldn't have made sense. Now, Devin, you've been on the podcast a couple times talking about finales where the judges are like, no, all four of you go do this. Did you appreciate the cut here or do you think tomorrow deserves a spot here? Mm, well, on a lip sync side, when there's more than, even when there's two people, like more than two, it's really tough to really focus on all of them to see the full performance that all of them bring. So the more people on stage, the harder it is to like really pick like and see everything they're doing. Unless somebody's really a standout and the other two are just doing the just stand and sway thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to tell. Um partly like I guess maybe they we weeded it down to two because she will go back for an all-stars of some sort. It, it'll happen. Um, so maybe it's political that they're like, well, we know that certain people will shine better on a second run. So let's do it this way. Let's do something that's not quite so typical. But um, so I don't know. Like I, I could have gone either way. Like either one would be yeah. good. But I like when it's narrowed down, narrowed down to two. I appreciated that this one did happen simply because just looking at the badges, 3-3-1, three, three, it wasn't going to be a match. There, there was no way Tamara was going to outperform them in this lip sync to beat them overall in the season. So I, I, I'm here for it. Um, obviously, some people feel sad about it, but it was the right decision. And I hope other franchises take note and say, fine, we'll do that too. We'll, we will be a heartbreaker for some you have to do it some. you got it let's run down the prize package the winner of drag race uk will receive a one-of-a-kind crown and scepter courtesy of amped accessories and create and star in a wow presents plus series Devin, what does it feel like hearing rupaul say your name it's fine 
<laughs> you know, it's your ringtone. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like it's it's it is cool to like just like see it on screen, have it verbalized and all that. Um, I guess maybe I'm just, I'm not just like when I meet any of the girls from the show. It's like it's not like a big fangirl moment for me. It's just like I just appreciate what all of them bring to the table. So. Um, yeah, like I, I enjoy hearing our brand being being mentioned and, and Rue saying it. So that that is a cool time. But um, now, as your unofficial publicist in this moment, I'm gonna yell at them and say, "Why did you just put like a little, little logo in the corner? That was mean." But give give us this full full screen and accessory flash. I I don't know exactly how it works. I'm gonna assume like because. Sometimes we have had like a full screen logo. Sometimes it's just a verbal mention. Sometimes it's a mix of both. I'm going to guess it's something to do with the the actual BBC and like the network Fair side enough. of what they can Fair and enough. can't do for advertising uh, because it's publicly funded. So um, and I think that's also why they say, oh, they get to write their have their own mini series with World of Wonder, which I'm going to assume they're paid one hundred thousand dollars to do. Speaking of Nicole, what would you do if you won a streaming show watched by 100 people? Oh, I'm thrilled. <laughs> what do you I, have I a just concept? I'm happy to walk away with that crown. <laughs> do you have a concept that you would want for a, a streaming show like that? Yeah, I think some it'd be something like Pee Wee's Playhouse. That checks out. That checks yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. It's Michael versus Ginger for the crown. The song is A Little Respect by Erasure. Come on, gay British shit. I love this song. Not necessarily as familiar with this version, but I know the remake. But I think this was a great finale track. It's a very triumphant song, and I think it was perfect for these two drag artists. Nicole, what did you think of the song choice? Oh, it was perfect. So many times the finale is kind of a disappointing lip sync, I feel like. But this felt like a good, I don't know, climax to the season. Devin, were you familiar with the song? No. Really? I don't think. It's, it's been a while since I've watched, so I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was a performance. They both brought passion and their own performance prowess. Love that little double piano bit. Very campy, very fun. I think simply based on the lip sync, it was a draw for me. They were both equally strong. The crown was going to come down to who Rue wanted to give it to. Nicole, did you have a winner in the lip sync portion? No, I thought it was very even. And they I, they yeah. collaborated to create a greater experience as a duo, I think. I agree. And I think for me, like, that's why I would put it in like my top of probably what 5,000 lip syncs of the year um, in, in, in the top of that, because it was mm-hmm. a strong performance that I'd watch again and again. Yeah. Devin, would you watch this one again? Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. Um, So, but again, it's a kind of a, was kind of a draw. Like they both, they both had their own time in it, but they worked well together at in the lip sync too. Well, it's like we had a little parallel to Drag Race down under three. We cut someone at three, and if your name got Italianized when they said it on the runway, you do not get a victory. Ginger Johnson is crowned the winner of Drag Race UK5. Do you agree, Nicole? 
enthusiastically yes. What makes her the winner in your eyes? Well, I think she should have more badges than she actually won. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I She just carried herself so well throughout the whole season. Um, I don't know what it was, but I was just drawn to her from the beginning. Just very likable and so well-spoken. Yeah, she's a safe drag artist, and you feel comfortable with her. Yeah. Devin, do you agree with the result? Yeah, like I think based on track record, based on performance, based on it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. It could have been Michael Marulli because I think that would have been more like the typical response for the winner. But also Ginger was just right in there, but in her own way as a, as a as a in the top two. So could have gone either way for me. Yeah, I think this for me is two seasons in a row where you had two strong contenders. It all came down to which one you wanted to give the crown to. For me, I was surprised second season in a row where I thought Cheddar was going to have it and I thought Michael was going to have it. But I'm not mad at the result. I think the four of them all were deserving. Um, so congrats to Ginger. I think it's really interesting to see in our freaking winner's circle um, we have a lot of campy queens, but that's British drag. Yeah. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. Where does Ginger land in the rankings of winners of drag race overall? Top, middle, low. I know, Devin, you hate answering this question. So I'm just going <laughs> to pass it right over to Nicole. Uh, mid to top for me personally. Yeah, I'm definitely putting her in the middle right now. It's really interesting because, like, what do we have to add? Like 15 people this year alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I'm not even sure where I would put her in that grouping, but I would I would say middle to be fair at the moment. Yeah, I appreciate a queen with experience. Mm-hmm. That's very important. I mean, e- even of the five UK winners, not including UK versus the world, um, she might be number th- three or four maybe i don't know and that's that's where i'm not quite sure where i'm putting her i mean i know who my number one is and it's always going to be Lawrence cheney um and then it, it gets a little fishy from there but it, yeah i think she's middle of the pack at the moment i think she's a good winner who are the first three phone calls to be Asked for a future all-star or versus the world season. Devin, who is getting phone calls? Mm. Oh, I'd say like tomorrow, Thomas will most likely get a call. Mm-hmm. Um, like Michael Marulli, I would say, yeah, like that would be another one. Um, yeah, like there, there was a, like, they all brought something like they're all, great options this season so Nicole? i don't know who else i would pick i agree um i feel like vicky has more to show and caramel for me number one is tomorrow thomas she's getting the phone call number two absolutely is kate butch rue is obsessed so with kate butch funny. kate butch is going to have money and kate butch will pay people to make her look pretty she will be amazing the next one and is going to be interesting because I alluded to it earlier. I don't think you get Vicky without Didi or Vicky without Banksy. So I think that's going to be a package deal. But if there's a singular person, 
probably Michael, but I feel like Michael is as crazy as it sounds. Michael's for me is pretty down on the list. And I felt, I feel like if Ginger lost as well, she would be down the list too, because they were just consistent drag artists. They weren't great all-star material for good television in the future, which is fine. Which is fine. They'll, they'll, they'll be fine. We'll see. Lots of drag race coming up in 2024. Lots of drag race. Where can we find you both on social media? Any money payment apps and any projects you want to plug? Nicole. I am Nicole Anoscopy on all the platforms and the money apps. That's N-I-C-O-L-E-O-N-O-S-C-O-P-I. I've also got a YouTube channel, also Nicole Anoscopy. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all the support. Devin. It's just Amped Accessories on the socials. Instagram's usually probably the best way. Facebook, if people still use Facebook, I don't know. That's um, And yeah, DragCon in a few weeks. Well, this was fun. Thank you both for being here. This was a blast. Thank you. So fun. Yes.